This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome to Nerd School. Nerd! 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 Yeah. Suck it, nerd! 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 Uh. Welcome to Nerd School. My name is Loki. Welcome to the Nerd School podcast. You jerk. What do you mean, TBJ? Why can't Art Star and I be left alone? You can barely behave you, when all four are you, of us are, you are you sad here. we'd be handsy? <laughs> you're already handsy, and that's when all four of us are here. So who knows what you're doing when it's just the two of you? Oh, yeah. All right. Nerd School oh, resuming wow, wow. classes. Oh, uh, wow, wow. At the responsible professors are back. <laughs> the cool the grown-ups are here the grown-ups are here it's like summer school right. right yeah you're like mark Harmon, uh, <laughs> and, and i'm uh, uh am i Christy alley and you're chainsaw or are you dave i think i'm chainsaw or are you uh 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 oh the little weasley kid i don't remember i'm i'm chainsaw like tbj is Kirsty alley and andy you're Oh no! Wait. If Art's Mark Harmon, I guess that makes Andy Kirstie Alley, and that makes TBJ. Well, that probably makes the me other the professor, the dickhead vice principal, or whatever. I can't remember. There was a vice. Was there a vice? Who principal? was actually? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Summer was, school is. The and greatest. it was actually yeah. Kirstie Alley was dating the the evil vice principal, but then was won over to Freddie Shoops. Uh, yep. Yeah. So welcome to the summer school episode, where all we're yeah. going to talk about today is summer school. The next I was wondering a minute ago, like the next phase break, I guess, uh, whether or not we should actually try to make a journey through all the Transformers movies <laughs> or if it's not even worth it. Just like to see like the, the worst side of nerd movies is something that should be I awesome. Think they're that bad. Yeah, they're. I mean, we've seen the worst yeah. side of nerds. We've already gone the worst. Barbarella and uh, yes. Howard the Duck. Yeah, fair enough. What if you guys were to make, like, say, Summer School, the movie Summer School? Yeah. If you had to put it in the MCU, like, what would you have happen? Like, what would be the storyline that adds no, no difference to you? No, uh, just, <laughs> no difference. Uh, Who's a superhero? Yeah, except the only difference is, yeah, like, Real life, it'll be like X Men. Superheroes don't touch everybody. It'll be like no, it'll be like a superhero that is always getting in trouble, so he's given this shitty assignment. It'll be like Sky High, and all the students just happen to have powers, but they're kind of screw ups. So same. Chainsaw might actually have chainsaws for hands. Yep. Whereas which is, Dave which, has Dave's for hands. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair. Oh, Courtney. Courtney Thornsmith turns out to actually be the Silver Surfer. There you go. Because he sees the surf chick who just wants to go out and surf the waves. Courtney Thornsmith was. Yeah, oh, oh, that's from, right. Yeah, she, wasn't she also in Point Break? Uh, I don't I know. Think about of that. a different person. He was in Melrose Place, and uh, according to Jim, and uh, oh, I remember it. <laughs> according Place. to Jim, how do you know that? Yeah. Courtney it's, Thorne. It, it was, that was like one of the the archetypal uh, oh. fat dumb guy gets 
hot blonde lady and like so many sitcoms. I know who she is. I just realized I get her mixed up with uh, the one who's on that show, Adventures of Babysitting. Um, Courtney Thornsmith is the one who made the movie with Carrot Top, and then in that Norm Macdonald Conan O'Brien clip where Norm Macdonald is like hopped up on cold medicine and just completely rips into that while during her segment trying to <laughs> plug that movie. Norm Macdonald is just shitting all over it and embarrassing her, but hilariously. Okay, so, so what if you could just take every movie to put in them? So you all you have to do is you, have, you play the whole movie regular and you just add some scene of. The building getting crushed while Hulk is smashing something. You take one scene from a Hulk. It'll movie. be like it'll be like an episode of Family Guy, right? Where you yeah. have like the cutaway. Like that one time like I an Avengers farted on Captain America. No, they just talk. Or <laughs> memory. Yeah, or like, somebody watches the TV and say, "Oh, look at that! Uh, Hulk broke something." Or look, just be the whole end of summer school. The movie's over. Credits are about to roll, and then a, a building explodes, and it's like, "Oh, Hulk <laughs> smashed something." And then you go yeah, back. You got a new idea. Trademark. Trademark it. Uh, I'm going to connect every single movie to the MCU. <clears throat> I think Art's on the Jovers with making it an X Men movie, though. That's like the the class turns out to be mutants. Oh. And they but, all get powers. Yeah. Isn't that what TBJ said, or did Art say that? Uh, One of them. That was the Art Star who said yeah, that. Art you say? originated the students with X Men. Yes. I okay. said they'd have superpowers. He said X Men. Oh, okay. No one was going to take your credit from you, dude. <laughs> I was trying to I reassign was, it. I was reassigning it because I didn't. It's so weird with art just being on the Zoom call with just being blending into the background. And like, is that him in front of that house? Is that art way back there? We never know. We don't I'm know. Pretty what sure is. he's got That's some Harry Potter. No oh, Harry I've... Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. You're a wizard. You're he's a wizard, Harry. Harry Potter. One of the main hobbits is in Black Panther. <laughs> uh, is that going to be his uh, claim to fame? You need to know, know hobbits are not Harry Potter. They are Lord of the Rings. Oh. I know. I was going to give him that. But that's Oops. Okay. I thought uh, they were and saying. There you have it, guys. There's no back again for another, another Black Panther episode. Yeah, this is going to be the third out of probably. 12. But here, here's how we should kick this off. Here's how we should kick this off. Okay. Harry Potter. You no, know, two of the professors weren't here last week. Yeah. Right. Absent. And one of the professors, Ando, mm-hmm. he was so upset that he wasn't here because he wanted to answer the question, Joe, that I can't answer for you. <laughs> oh, the war dogs. Oh, yes. yes. He has. Goo gobs of war dog info for you. Like My, he had yeah. a nerd boner when he was like, <laughs> Oh, I could have been, I got so much about war dog. Like when I tell you, he always put my eye out. Well, now that I've watched, so I've watched <laughs> Black Panther a couple more times since last time. Okay. I'm kind of gathering the what the war dogs are. Now they're referring to that blue tattoo in yeah, the but, side but, of their lip let, as a war let, dog let, tattoo. Let Hando give you his war dog history. But yeah, you give us the background of the war dogs. Who would yeah, right. The war dogs, as referenced in Black Panther, in that context, in the film, they are basically Wakanda's network of spies that throughout the world, embedded everywhere, spying on everything, assessing everything for uh, threats to Wakanda. And Killmonger's whole thing is to, he knows that, 
she and knows they're trying already to activate staged. them and turn them into like terrorist agents to destabilize everything and, and uh, uh, take over the world See, essentially. Uh, that's where I disagree. But, I don't think he wants to turn them into terrorists. I'm, I'm going to warn everybody. They I'm would a be defined as terrorists. Yeah, no, I get it, but uh, he's he wouldn't call them terrorists. They would be called terrorists by other he, by other people. But yeah, I don't think what he wants to do is necessarily terrorism. Uh, you don't think he was trying to create a military state? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think he wants to do that either. I well, he, he just wants to foment revolutions. Yeah, and 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 it's uh, time to flip the you know flip the script. I mean, now everybody who's a warmonger or a killmonger once he gets power, maybe he's gonna be bad. But I think there's a lot of merit to what he says and what what he wants to do, and that all the injustice, like there's there's our people are being sacrificed everywhere and they don't have the weapons to fight their oppressors and you guys have these weapons i don't know we'll get into the whole thing but i i i find myself kind of rooting for him sometimes but getting like the way he does it isn't the best way and he i mean i was rooting for his physical body (laughs) but i don't know if i was rooting for his idea there are moments but he is what i would call misguided yeah but you, that was, but, but you can see why he is. I mean, yeah, really, that's kind of the, yeah. uh, the like the sign of a really good villain is that you almost agree with him. That's why I think they've done well. And we've talked about this before, previous ones. That it's so, like all of them. Like we talked about, uh, who is the guy, Baron Zemo? Like you kind of understand where he's coming from. You might be, might not be on his side, but you kind of get why he is the way he is. And I was going to sympathize with you, their origins. Yeah. I was going to mm-hmm. ask you did like since you feel this way about Killmonger, then you then you do you do also feel the same way about Zemo. But then also going even further what back. Like what about Carly? <laughs> like do you feel the same way kind I, of sort of like, I Carly? No, Carly no. from uh Carly Morgenthau from Falcon, Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh crap, I can't remember what her name was either. Oh, well, <laughs> I, knew, was... I knew I was going too far. She... I knew I was too going far too back. far when I said it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I do. She's the pretty she's the daughter of oh no, that's Peggy. Peggy. No, you're thinking so no. <laughs> Isn't she Peggy's granddaughter? No, that's Sharon Carter. Oh, Sharon Carly. That's her great Carly. Who's Carly? She was leader of the Flag Smashers. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, I think I do. I am on her side, too, I think. I'm not on her side, necessarily, but I get I get what she's saying. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's that makes it good. Like, it's the Magneto thing. It's uh, yeah. you, you understand why he is what he is You're just like yeah. i don't standing up for the oppressed mutants who are always you and know treated on cyclops cyclops jumped on the yeah uh, lately yeah but that's uh that's x-men stuff uh lately the the I war dogs the black panther's network of spies is kind of like was sort of introduced in the priest run of the marvel knights version of black panther in the late 90s and they okay. were Basically, uh, they had a. Their name was the Hatutzarase. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing Say that. Say it right. again. Sing uh, it. It's Sing it this time. It's two words: H A T U T, Hatut, Zaraze, Z E R A Z E. That was their name, and it translates to uh, the dogs of war. Oh, okay. And what they were in in initially 
uh, like the, this introduced pretty much at the same time the Dora Milaje were introduced. They were like the Wakandan secret police. Like they were, and Black Pan- and T'Challa didn't know anything about them. It was a T'Chaka thing. It was like one of his thing. He let it happen because their leader was uh, uh, this guy named Hunter, also known as the White Wolf, who is actually an adopted older sibling of T'Challa's, and he's actually like a like a white guy whose family crash landed on like Wakandan shores or something, and T'Chaka took him in and That's raised a White him Wolf. Down become the name of winter soldier later that's what they that's how they sort of they do reference him yes yeah that's not not the same yeah it's not they haven't introduced this character but they've just given his name to bucky got you so they and i don't again another nerd nod so that's like a nerd nod yeah it's like like, uh, character and that was like a thing i was excited about but i was like "Eh, but bucky where's what about the guy so what the the His way it was sucks. introduced, yeah, is was <laughs> Hunter was loyal to T'Chaka, and T'Chaka kind of allowed him to operate to like to do the ruthless stuff that he didn't want to do to be a good king. He let Hunter handle the like the the wet work, the dirty work, the like political tortures and assassinations in order to protect Wakanda. And then when T'Challa became king, he when he found out that Hunter was still doing shit like that with uh, it became a big conflict. So are we to assume this shit like that is sort of (laughs) keep an eye on other countries. And if they get wind of, of Wakanda, or if they seem to know what Wakanda is about, or if they get word of the vibranium, then he just cuts it off and kills them type of thing. Uh, Yeah. That's kind of what Hunter was doing with the, the war dogs, but they also had like, uh, they weren't just, spies they were also like they had full-on black panther outfits except they were white they were uh like imagine black panthers holding guns and in completely white suits and uh they there was like a little small army of them as well so like they were also yeah i think you soldiers have like an action figure one of those or you had something with that i might have i had a some hero clicks mods made of those guys Hero clicks. Just because I was a fan of that storyline. And it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's about, it's another way of this is the methodology. I mean, there's there's elements of Hunter in Killmonger, I think, in this version okay. of Killmonger. But so it seems like here in the MCU, the, um, the war dogs aren't as secret uh, because. Yeah, the child's aware of them. Because like, Nakia yeah. is one. They said she is on a war dog mission, right? At the beginning yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. And and yes, I mean some of them could be you know rescuing people and doing things like that. Other, it's, it's just ruthlessly killing people. So I, they haven't By really any means necessary. Yeah, so they may have they may dive into more war dog stuff in the future, but it's interesting. Like everyone's, or I guess. T'Challa is aware that they exist. He might not be know the extent of their methodology. Okay, so that kind of, I think that that really helps explain how it was in the comics, and that mm-hmm. um, it kind of explains when when um, Killmonger takes controls. We already have people stationed. We're gonna, you know, go do this thing. And I mean, I like yeah. the idea that he's helping stop oppression all over the world that he's seen and lived. I mean, he grew up, you know in it you know in mm-hmm. oakland or whatever so 
with MC Hammer just watching by, not even helping. That's <laughs> what we established in the previous episode. Yes, yes, MC Hammer. He was he MC was Hammer did not help. <laughs> MC Hammer was, was in out. the Navy. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, but by '92 he was putting. Is that out. a conclusion you came to? to quit. Yeah, we did. Uh, well, I googled it. <clears throat> And that was we, I will, star- we, we, we thoroughly discussed it last episode. <laughs> yeah, we discussed a lot of things. And I will warn you guys, I did a lot of um research about mundane bullshit about people that are in Black Panther. So and I'm gonna just it was entirely an episode of notable alumni, wasn't it? It was pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a lot of these actors they got are really talented people that are like playwrights and have done all this amazing stuff so i'll drop that in there when we get to it but so i found a I found a uh summary of black panther on gradesaver.com all right it's a black panther film study guide summary they sort of kind of using this person's whoever did that they were kind of writing uh all right and then i'm sprinkling my own stuff so stop me whenever you have knowledge or something you guys want to talk about uh mm-hmm. i got my own little notes. what questions you have yeah, I have concerns. I have questions in here, and some like, do I understand this right? This is what I'm understanding. Uh, well, throw it at us, Will Ray. I'll throw, yeah. So it starts out with centuries ago, five African tribes were at war with each other over possession of a meteorite filled with vibranium, the strongest metal in the universe. And it's told you hear you hear the story of a, a child being told the story, and with an animation, which is cool. One warrior ingests a heart-shaped herb affected by the vibranium and finds that he's suddenly bestowed with superhuman powers and he becomes the first Black Panther. His first accomplishment is to unite all but the Jabari tribe, all but one who went up to the mountains, forming the new nation of Wakanda. And they use the vibranium to become a technological superpower, but isolate themselves and hide from the rest of the world by pretending to be a third world nation. And then we go to 1992, where King T'Chaka visits his brother in Jobu in Oakland, California, where MC Hammer and Oaktown 357 are from. Uh, and Art Star and I talked a little bit about geography, where I was mistaken where Oakland is in California. It was closer to San Francisco, where I thought it was closer to L.A. I didn't really you know. dumb that. asshole. The, the I lived time. in San Francisco for five years. I didn't Oakland know you crossed the bridge. Who has a bad memory? I, had, I never visited you in San Francisco. I had no yeah, idea Oakland was up there. Uh, and then I, as I was looking at the map, I was like, geez, San Diego's right there. So San Diego's right by LA. That's really. San Diego is about two hours South of LA. And then it's pretty much right on the border of Mexico. Then you drive North from LA about six hours, you get to San Francisco and then you cross a bridge and you're in Oakland. Well, we all, not everybody lived in California. And then if you go an hour, uh, or so born in Sacramento, Uh, and then uh, Berkeley is right next, right north of Oakland. Well, it made me realize about where all these baseball and football teams are located and how far apart they are. So, And there's actually a town called Vacaville, which means cow town. Did, did you go cow tipping there? No. I just like to know that I know vaca means cow in Spanish. Anyway, we see T'Chaka visiting <laughs> Jobu, and Jobu is played by Sterling K. Brown. Who, uh, uh, this is us. Yeah, from This Is Us, and he also is from St. Louis. Like Award-winning Sterling K. Brown. That's right. What awards has he won? He's got a few Emmys. Like he's been killing it on This Is Us as far as awards. Uh, I feel mm-hmm. like every season he's been nominated, he takes home one. 
Now, and he's just so damn good in that show. He's so. Here, here's good. my question about This Is Us. It's a little offshoot. I'm getting a little off track. Mandy Moore is his mom. Is the last and of Milo us... Ventimiglia from Heroes is his dad. Oh, really? Who also is young Sylvester Stallone or something, or like Sylvester Stallone's kid in Rocky and or Rocky something like Five. I Rocky Five, the one nobody likes. Is the <laughs> is the Last of Us the last season of This Is Us? No. So different. You so dumb damn different. <laughs> Two different genres of television. But they're the same characters are in both, right? No. no. Go oh, to bed. Man. Okay, Sterling K. Is Brown video game about the zombies, I think. He's a graphic. Last of Us is based on a video game. So is This Is Us. What video game is that? The Sims? Uh, Sims? <laughs> yeah. No, that's not <laughs> it. Sterling Just K. to Brown. know that Sterling K. Brown has won 12 major awards, two Critics' Choice, oh. a Golden Globe, an NAACP, three Emmys, four Screen Actors wow. Guild, and then, yeah, that's now, where he is. Here's the most important question, TBJ. Can Sterling K. Brown get it? I like his wife a lot, so I'm going to say no, but if he wasn't married... <laughs> who's, yeah. his, who's his wife? Um, she is, she's not a big actress, but they do a lot of things where they show up together and do interviews together and they're very sweet. Okay. F marry or kill Sterling Brown, Forrest Whitaker, and, um, uh, Michael B. Jordan. No, uh, David Kalula. <laughs> Aren't they uh, all married? Why'd you give Daniel, Daniel. Daniel. Cool Rock Skis from the Fat Boys. The third one. Oh, yeah. I'm not playing this game. <laughs> Wait, is Cool Rock the last surviving fat boy? Uh, cool Rock is the last surviving fat boy, which I don't think people would realize. I think people would have guessed. I mean, everybody guessed Buffy was going to die. Anyway, yeah, Sterling yeah, K. Yeah. Brown is a graduate <laughs> from the Mary Institute and St. Louis Country Day School, home of the Rams in St. Louis. Uh, notable alumni include Joe Buck and Vincent Price. Vincent Price went to the same high school as Sterling K. Brown, and now you guys know that. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and my wife is from St. Louis, and I asked her. I woke her up one night when I f- read this to say, hey, have you ever heard of St. Louis Country Day School? And she was like, yeah, why? It was like Sterling K. Brown went there. And then she <laughs> went back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a, here's a question from the nerd professor to Sports Dick, uh, the sports guy. Uh, Joe Buck, you mentioned, as notable alumni. Yeah. Uh, all I know about it, I, I, I'm familiar with Joe Buck, and apparently everyone hates Joe Buck as a sportscaster. Well, his dad was Jack I, Buck. I don't know why. Who hates Joe Buck? I Everybody. Joe Buck. I, everyone always talks about, oh, Joe Buck is the shittiest guy. Joe I Buck has him. one of those golden voices. I think they don't like the fact that Joe Buck, he I don't want to say he follows the money, but he likes to get paid. Joe right? Buck is biased in his in his in his uh 95% of sports Joe Buck hates the Vikings. Is that your thing? He's a Packers 95% of sports is the bias Cowboys Homer against whatever team that they love. Wait, wait, wait. Tool. How can you be a homer for two different cities? Don't, don't you have homer, to be from just, the city? No, you know, he's from St. Homer. Louis, so he's probably a Cardinals homer. You can't be a homer unless you're from the town that of the well team when, he's like. homer, when he's announcing, he's clearly re- rooting that. for one team over the other. What's a homer? A homer generally in sports is like somebody who has rose-colored glasses about their team. So, like, if I'm a Panthers fan, like, I, every year I think the Panthers are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm, but I feel uh, like you couldn't be a homer unless you're actually from the town. Yeah, homer, the, was a bad, homer was a bad uh, 
because it's your hometown team. What I should have said okay. is he's biased toward when he calls a Yankees game, he's biased towards the Yankees, everybody says. When he okay, calls a Cowboys talk, game, talking sports ball, yeah, you confused me. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. supposed to be a color. Co- he's supposed to be a commentator. He's supposed to be neutral, but he clearly gets more excited when a team, the teams that people hate, he likes all the teams that people hate. I think like the Yankees and the Cowboys, Cowboys and like Packers, but people don't all hate the Packers. But he was okay. disgusted when Randy Moss scored a touchdown. And he pretended to moon the crowd. And he was like, that's disgusting. What a horrible person he is. That's awful. And uh, Randy Moss is just awesome. So <laughs> that's why I hate him. All right. I just thought I'd flip the script for a second and be the yeah. nerd. Ask Joe Buck. Yeah, I went to St. School, school, Sterling K. Brown. So it's, it's it's related to Black Panther. There you go. Home of the Rams. I guess. Okay. Uh, but that's anyway. St. Louis Country Day School is a fancy rich school, I think. Um and Forrest country, Whitaker. Country is Day also, means? I think so. I think there's a country day school. It means it's a rich school. I think it means fancy rich. I don't know. I I, I mean, we have Charlotte Country Day in there, pretty fancy. Are they fancy? Okay. We had yeah. Mommy Valley Country Day. Every, yeah, it was closed is, every time there was a snow. Why is Country Day added to a school and makes it rich? And we have, well, we have Providence Day. They're rich. Yeah, they, I wonder if there, there's a specific approach to education that the like country day schools take. Like maybe yeah. everyone gets country so, time lemonade every. If so if they're like a Providence night school. What's a country day school? All right, I'll work on that while you guys keep going. I'll look up country day. What is research? There's a lot of country day schools. Why are they called country day schools? Yeah, why not country night? It was a movement that grew out of the progressive education movement that traces its roots to the late 19th century in America. They provide the educational rigor, learning environment, community, and values that rank them the very best. Whatever that means. You are the best of the best. Country day schools sought to recreate the educational rigor, atmosphere, camaraderie, and character-building aspects of the best college prep boarding schools while allowing students to return to their families. We are the elite of the the elite. Okay. All right. So it's just fancy pants. All um, right, so uh, yeah. So anyway, we're in Oakland. Chaka visits his brother, and we find out that Njobu is an undercover spy. Tachaka accuses Njobu of helping the arms dealer named Ulysses Claw attack Wakanda steal vibranium, and we find out that later that that was Njobu's partner Zuri there, and the suspicions are true. My only problem with this the beginning of the movie, and now that I know what happened when I watched it a second time, I was like, "What? Well, why is he so happy to see him, and he's so sweet with him when he's really there?" To yell at him like and he also loves him <clears throat> he also but then he was also brother. trying to figure trying to suss him out right to see if he was going to admit what he had done because he could admit it right away and then he realized he's not going to admit it so then he yells at him but i feel like yeah. that's a normal reaction people would have yeah i mean it's also sort of establishes that country over family they're all yeah he's the king he has to uh he can't and that's the whole that's the whole struggle throughout the the movie i mean they have to really weigh that and i think we see that the best with uh nakia when she's you don't do it joe don't do it joe nakia didn't i yeah he did joe brant fundak damn you i I had when i was reading the comics it was nakia in my head all the time until this because wasn't there a phone company nokia called- nokia oh, nokia that's nokia but yeah. nakia is nakia. a name yeah 
Yeah. Uh, well, but we have a guy yeah. that keeps saying Nokia, and then so that's in my head now. Uh, Brant Fundek on Bolo. Anyway, when Nakia has to, well, we'll get to it, I guess. When it's she... hard for a, a good man to be king. We're a good man, and it's hard for a king to also be a good man. Well, and then yep. when, when he's overthrown and we have a new king, it's like Okoye's struggle. Okoye's loyal to the new king because he's king. Mm-hmm. That's country over. Yeah, uh, everything. But she learns the lesson of that. But Nakia's don't cross your wife, my dude. And yeah. uh, the lesson of excessive patriotism. Nakia says, "I love my country, but I love my, I love Black Panther." And then it's kind of that whole struggle. That's kind of the whole struggle of the thing. It's like your country mm-hmm. and what's blindly following your country can't always be good if they're not doing the right thing. Blindly following traditions, which is T'Challa's big rebellion against the spirit of his father. It's like, you are wrong. You are all of you are wrong. Yeah. We're leaving that boy. Mm-hmm. That's where it's, yeah, I think they were wrong for leaving him. But I also think they're wrong for not. You know, giving <laughs> giving vibranium to the the people of color and but Oakland like and okay, that are let's 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 think about this logically. What happens if they do that? If they the white man gonna come in and steal it? That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or gangs, you know, it's already gang violence going on. It's not going to be gangs. It's going to be white people going, how white did you get so much it. power and we're mm-hmm. going to take it from you? So there's a right. That's says, why they don't wage war on the world because that means the world is waging war on them. And while they've got some high-tech business, okay. they're not infallible. That way. Then they're going to get, then these white people are going to get control of the weapons and then that's going to mm-hmm. be it. Yeah, and, so and the, these and the are way, all questions. Yes. Yeah, that is hard. But and the, the way yeah. Killmonger's going about it, ship out weapons to everybody and just start revolting is like Cause, you've because right away Claw is getting yeah. it and people are gonna start dealing the weapons immediately. And mm-hmm. before you know it, Tony Stark has the weapons and then it's all yeah, like and are the Avengers gonna have to get involved to is Thor gonna show up and say you need to stop waging war on the world? Mm-hmm. Is like they've got there's a lot of factors to how that yeah. plan would so actually work just logically keep them safe and just when they have to, which is difficult because I don't know, I guess maybe I didn't think it, but your loyalty is to your people. So while I am a I am a black woman, I my experiences of a black woman in America, and while I would love to help black people in the diaspora, I am limited by location. And so I'm going to start with my sphere of influence first before I can tackle the world. And that's what kind of, they're going to circle their sphere of influence before they just mm-hmm. so you're go saying out at the world. TBJ is going to protect Art Star first. No, and then the first to get thrown off the boat. Outside. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, like Wakanda you know is... what? That would happen because as a Sith apprentice. No, it would happen because I don't trust you because you are It would happen because you were, you're trying to ascend nope. the Sith. I'm going to look it's at okay. you. I'm going to remember okay. what you said about Kylo Ren killing his daddy. And if you can side with the dude who killed his own daddy, <laughs> then you could kill me. And then I, you got to go. Yeah, this is why you can't have bring the weapons because it instantly becomes a, an argument between the Sith and the Jedi. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I like his point of when he, when he yells about, you know, the they flood our cities with drugs and weapons and then we're overly policed and overly incarcerated mm-hmm. it's just like i mean that's the truth of america yeah that's the truth yeah. like it's just 
and it's overwhelmingly people of color that are incarcerated for minor things all mm-hmm. the time. So, so uh, it's just filled with modern have slave free labor. prison slave labor. That's modern just, day slavery. Yeah, it's modern. It's just slavery. That's yeah, modern. and and that's what he lived it, Killmonger, and he's like we we have the most powerful things in the world but our people let's think about how he go about it. it there's a way to go about it with without his method and i wouldn't blame a country in wakanda for what's happening and listen we know why america's america yeah. that's who i'm going after if that's i'm going after built, anybody that's how it was founded it was started it was built on yeah so if i'm taking somebody out of the kneecaps <laughs> <laughs> but let's Dear, that's a that's a turn of phrase i'm not taking anybody out but yeah, it's not a threat but this movie also demonstrates that while wakanda is advanced and very uh, there's a lot of progress there it is not perfect it is not flawless and is not invulnerable exactly so they are well, not I guess, in yeah, a by position the of the movie take unfold, on, yeah and yeah you Phil see Meyer like comes in you see the strife he causes and the how easily it all just yeah. comes crumbling. You see the cracks, yeah. yeah. You see the cracks in the community because the, yeah. human nature. The co- yeah, the conflict between tradition the, and the American uh, comes in and ruins modernity. Everything. Yeah, which is and it's so they're not in a position to it like just unilaterally take on the world. Yeah, and T'Challa is basically taking Killmonger's intention at the end of you know, supporting people with resources and everything, but not doing it forcibly. His, yeah, his goal, also using I mean, the key is how successful it will be, is whatever. But yeah, it's yeah. it's outreach. Yeah. It's uh, uh, support with, you know, like education and uh, financial, like helping end poverty and things like that. Which is what she was all about. Yeah. And Nyong'o was all about that. And so That's right. using her peaceful way of doing it i don't know but it's like the american comes in and ruins everything but the american is the way he is because they abandoned him there you know yeah His there's trauma for so sure it's, it's kind of their mistake you know that you know, they created the they created who he is yeah essentially yes yeah. so right and that's so, something they have to reconcile with yeah yep wakanda yeah it's it's like recognizing which traditions are valuable and which traditions need to stop and it's protecting the lie as zuri calls it uh, and zuri is an interesting character he's very different from the comics or at least the, his comic origins oh really what's he like he was, in the comics uh in the comics he was like he was an older guy he was like a friend of t'chaka but he's also this huge burly dude that carries the spear of Bashenga everywhere, and he talks about the olden days all the time. He's he's like, he's kind of like, like that. He, he, he seems he he was kind of like uh, like he'd be one of the warriors three and Thor. He just like the guys trading war stories and talking. Oh, the traditions are they're super important and like always telling war stories and battle tales and stuff like that. <laughs> Excuse me, Whoa. you can edit that cough out. So you Sorry, think Forrest Whitaker was a bad choice to play Zuri. Not necessarily because of the way they they sort of changed his character a bit. I mean, if if it was a direct translation from comics, it would need to be I don't know, uh, <laughs> like Terry Crews sized or Terry Crews, okay, or uh, yeah, or just some like huge a big dude Wessler guy. But is for yeah. forever a bad choice? Ask yourself that. Well, he's also in the Star Wars universe, so 
he's everywhere. Yeah, it's 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 going to be it's a much less special thing to be in the Star Wars universe anymore. But because uh, because uh, Jack Black and Elizabeth you can get some nerds out. angry. Listen, and that was incredible. And Wait a minute, what are you saying about Lizzo? Wait, I'm not. I'm just saying. Her? I'm just saying. Everybody is like, and the Spoiler. more Star Wars they do, the more people are are going to be in it. Yeah, everybody's already in the MCU. Also, like. Forrest Whitaker went to the same school as Will I Am and Susanna Hoffs on the Bengals. <laughs> uh, so there's right. that. And then now we're in present day, and T'Chaka's son T'Challa is to be pr- crowned king. After his father's death, and we we remembered his father's death from Civil War. Civil War, which was yeah. how many movies ago now? Uh, this is this is another issue go. I kind of It seems like there's a long time ago. Uh, but you know, like what we saw in between is Guardians of the Galaxy two and Doctor Strange, I think. So we didn't focus on the developments from this. So maybe the time isn't that long before a new king is crowned because don't they have to crown him pretty quick and yeah like, yeah they're they're talking about like he was it's been like in the same week that that oh, happened okay. okay that all like all the events of civil war happened and then this is about a week later so this is oh. some of my question here so he's being crowned the king without having to fight anybody but he only has to fight he, somebody if there's a challenge so this is yeah the whole thing is the whole yeah Forest warrior Baker falls says, is there are any challenges and everybody's like we don't challenge today and they're all like yeah we don't mm-hmm. you know the mining uh uh tribe we don't challenge today and then that's where the jabari come down yeah um but he see he and okoye the leader of the door melage royal guard ex- oh before he can be crowned king they have to have nakia there because he says i want her to be there right or, or he mm-hmm. wants her to know about my dad dying because she's his ex. From what we yeah. he, they're, they're, they're off again, on again. Okay. It's lovers. The struggle is distance. Mm-hmm. They're each other's people. They're each other's person. They're each other's person. But um, like their their paths are have diverged. Yeah. They're, they're the chosen work. Okay. But he wants to go find her so that before they do the ceremony. He wants her there because he cares for her. He loves and her. It it offers us a good chance for kick ass battle scenes with Black Panther kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they keep talking the funny little bit about him freezing. Well, you're gonna freeze. Don't freeze. I, I never freeze. You know, and then he freezes because she's so beautiful. Uh, um, yeah, that's and, fun. And Chadwick Boseman, we you know Chadwick Boseman's great, and rest in peace. Yeah, he's from Anderson, South Carolina, which is close to here. There you uh, go. He graduated in 1995 from T.L. Hanna High School, and he was on the basketball team. Hope so yeah, there's been practice. four MCU movies between Civil War and Black Panther, and two okay. years. And so it took two years for them to name a yeah. king. For no. Them. This is it's. Oh, you said it this takes movie. place right at like after the Civil War events. But for us, we've watched four movies in between: Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, Spider Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok. Okay, so that's why it feels like so long ago. Well, yeah, that and Felicia Rashad was Chadwick Boseman's mentor at Howard. Uh, just so you know, <laughs> uh, Armand, mm-hmm. bring that up. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, 
And then we we cut to Claw and the American named Eric Stevens, aka Killmonger, steal a Wakandan artifact made of vibranium from from a museum in London. And they poison that woman. And then he's got somebody on the inside at the museum, an inside museum spy that helps him. Yeah. Get and, that. Uh, yeah. We and never she, learn her name. But yeah, before she, she dies, right? Yeah. She's kind of an interesting side note. Just that in the comics, there was like Nakia and Okoye were both Dora Milaje. And Nakia had an excessive fascination with T'Challa and to the point where she got like psycho jealous and uh, when uh, she was rejected and then kind of became a villain called Malice. And at one point when she was defeated or something, Killmonger showed up and Killmonger in the comics was was raised in America, but also has his own like Njidaka village in Wakanda somewhere. So he was able okay. to, and so Nakia kind of teamed up with Killmonger to take out uh, to try to take out T'Challa at some point. Really? Because uh, she was sort of broken mentally. So they've changed her character a lot in this too. Well, but, they uh, say this this lady and this is named Linda Johnson. Yeah. That's her character name? We, yeah. we never hear it. Yeah. I don't know if we were here, but it's, I just Googled Killmonger's girlfriend and mm-hmm. she was a former black ops operative turned criminal who was the lover of Eric Killmonger until he betrayed and killed her. Yeah, I don't know if that's just in the movie or what, but but Andy Circus played. No, I think it's somewhere. I read that it's more than just in the movie. Like she is a character to him. Like she's his girlfriend or something. Yeah, I don't know if it was from the comics, but it was more than what was given in the movie. Okay, maybe they cut all of her scenes or something. But Claw, we get our first look at Claw too. And he's well, no, it's not our first look, right? Because wasn't he in a previous movie? As yeah, he was on? an agent of Ultron. He was the uh, it was the source of vibranium that Ultron sort of made him a billionaire, okay. and uh, he took vibranium so he could make uh, vibranium Ultrons or something. And uh, he's played by Andy Serkis, whose father was an Iraqi Armenian gynecologist. Those are the guys who wondered. <laughs> and Andy Serkis does the voice of. Something from the Hobbits, right? Gollum, Gollum Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And he also did the like the physicality of it. And Harry Potter, the Gollum. No, Potter, Lord yeah. help you. Those are extremely <laughs> different. Things. Lord of the Rings help you? No. And then Mike, the and we see Mike. He's with Michael B. Jordan, who went to Newark Arts High School, home of the Jaguars. Uh, Savion Glover also went to that same school. Anyway, incidentally, Claw in the yeah. comics is the person who killed T'Chaka. It wasn't oh, Zemo. Really? Uh and yeah, because he was he was just like a uh he had like a shitty chin strap beard and he was like like the stereotypical ivory trader looking kind of jungle exploitation guy. Yeah. And he was out there to steal and mine vibranium. And there was a th- uh so he like was slaughtering Wakandans, including T'Chaka, because he had developed this sort of sonic weapon kind of thing. With the vibranium because it sort of absorbs, but he did kinetic energy and stuff. Like he did, and then T'Challa as an eight-year-old, which is when T'Chaka died in the comics. He was like a became a boy king. Uh, Like was like fended off Claw and like shot him with this sonic thing that just ruined his arm and broke everything. And then eventually, 
claw sort of morphs into this living being of sound like he's the master of sound he's like this weird red this weird faced thing with a like a looks like a radar dish on his hand that like it's basically a huge woofer i guess that shoots oh, sonic shoots energy like sonic sound and yeah and he can kind of like become sound and shoot around and fly he's like way super powered and he's one of the masters of evil and stuff so this is this is kind of a different version of claw but he still has a similar enough look that and and that's what his whole robot arm thing okay that's that he has that's kind of a, a nod to what he was is in the comics he's got like he can shoot shit out of his hand yeah i kind of like how they made that hand thing that spreads apart and all that that was kind of cool looking yeah realistic seeming mm-hmm. um yeah so that's what i was gonna ask uh, that woman it's you know I, before i realized that that lady at the coffee shop is his like girlfriend is and with him i was like is she, she presumably poisoned the museum lady how long was she in on it did she get the job at the museum just to do that like how long has she been working at that museum undercover or did he seduce a museum employee uh to <laughs> the seduction to go back like, did she already work there or barista. did she have to apply for a job there i think she was planted there it's what we there i don't think she was previously employed there i don't like how i wonder how many coffee she served that day before the plan went into effect like did she mess up anybody's coffee orders he did what she had to do to get the job done. Yeah. She had to do. She, she lied and waiting to strike. Linda Johnson is her name. Linda Johnson. Interest. Oh, yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. All right. Andy's upset. Andy's upset. No, I just learned something because I was looking Boingy into this Linda Johnson and she was initially cast. Uh, the character's name was Tilda Johnson, who is actually a Marvel character. Uh, Deadly Nightshade. Uh, who is like a did you say deadly Captain America villain? Yeah, like she's the deadly nightshade and who is real big on poisons and stuff like chemical alteration. Like, I Maybe think that's she was turning people into werewolves for a while, and I think she's the reason that there is, there's well, deadly a storyline where Captain America turned into a werewolf. <laughs> so, really? that, that's interesting that they decided to. Uh, say, um, all right, she's not Nightshade, but like the fact that she's poisoning people is a Nightshade kind of thing. To she's do. a cool looking character. If you look up, she's she's very scantily clad in a lot of yes. comics. Yeah, she basically runs around in a bikini and thigh high leather leather boots. That's misogyny. Well, it's seventies comics. Best. Yeah. Well, if anybody is to perfect misogyny, it's comic book writers. So <laughs> mm, that's true, and it's comic book fans more likely. Yeah. Also, the it whole says- world. And yeah, also the whole world. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, well that's an interesting little thing we just dug up, right? That yep. it's kind of related to this. Uh and then we're at, we come back to the ceremony where uh T'Challa is gonna become king. Uh, but the leader of the Jabari tribe, Mbaku, challenges T'Challa to return. Handsome Mbaku. Mm. Handsome Mbaku, yeah. So this actor, are you into this guy there, TBJ? Or you, you know, she's into Winston Duke. She said it on numerous occasions. Thank you for paying attention to me, Art. Yes, the answer is yes. And Kenny, yes. And have you met Winston Duke personally, who who was born in Tobago and moved to Brooklyn? If I had met him personally, um, you would know. Well, you know, he went to the same high school as Kristen Wiig uh, in Boston, or uh, Rochester, actually, New York, upstate New York. 
So uh, Brighton High School, home of the parents. I don't, I, I don't think. Uh, didn't we already do this episode when we weren't here? <laughs> we don't need. You to, don't want to trust their episode when we weren't. Art here, Star Andy. and I talked about Jim Rice uh, with the Boston Red Sox for like. We did. Minutes. We did. We talked about Major League MLB the Show for an hour. Uh, yeah, we, a, lot, we are, a lot of sports ball. This is our third <laughs> attempt at Black Panther, and this time I think we're actually, talking I think we're doing pretty darn good. Like we, we almost got. We're getting this, in there. Yeah, this fight at Warriors Fall. We're getting there. It so, just took. It just took us a few tries. We're about to get to one of my biggest things. That is like a question. Maybe, maybe you're gonna just smooth it over and and explain it to me. But like already, you've already kind of talked me back from why wasn't he king sooner? Maybe it was only a week. They had to get mm-hmm. Nakia there, not yeah. Nakia. But uh, so are we to assume that? So, but part of my issue is oh, Black wait, wait, Panther. Wait. Black Panther is already Black Panther. Like yeah. he's already fought Black as Panther, Black, but and you the can't king. become Black Panther until you drink the purple juice and become king, right? <laughs> it, it's it's like. Uh, it's it's, it's two different yourself. it's two different positions the king of wakanda and the black panther protector of black hot so you can chaka was no longer the black panther when he was king oh t'challa wasn't black panther anymore no because he that was, the was king my of big wakanda. question is he were he switching this old man was black was was beating people up as black panther but no. maybe he could if you drink the purple juice no i think t'challa worked as the black panther a protector of wakanda maybe along the lines of uh like a he's like the the warrior prince so he's already the was handling the government and so and it's in the comics was like he's the the chieftain of the black panther clan or like there's a there's a few different clans that are dedicated to different animal totems like mbaku uh in the comics is his super villain he was a straight up villain for a while and his uh character's name was man ape and he dressed like a big white gorilla. He was the leader okay. of the white gorilla clan. Right. And that was a, a little sketchy uh, of a character. So one of the things I love about this movie is how they turned Mbaku into an awesome character. Badass. Yeah. Very intimidating when While his still, tribe comes up. Yeah. 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 That was it's like a, one of the best oof. scenes. Yeah. That first guy walks in. It's like, ooh, there's slow motion. This is tough. Right, yeah, and, gives and, you chills. Gives yeah, you chills. yeah. When they come in, Bart, you're like, "Oh shit, man, these guys are tough." Can you imagine I mean, if Scott Snyder directed this? You mean Zack Snyder? Zack Snyder, yeah. D-Snyder? Scott Snyder, the 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 writer, right? The, yeah, it's Scott Snyder wrote a lot. Batman, of Batman, Batman, and all them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach, no, Zach's not the entire movie would be slow motion. <laughs> it would be 100% slow Hold motion. It, it, it could be a, a Zack Snyder, Michael Bay collabo. Mm-mm. No thanks. That'd be a nine-hour movie, right? It's a no, thank you. With a little James Cameron mixed in. Nope. Uh, and one thing I wanted to note, like, there's a point later when uh, Killmonger takes the throne or like challenges for the throne, and they're like, "It would take, it will take weeks to prepare another thing, another uh, coronation." He's like, "No, the whole country don't got to be there. I just need him." Yeah. So that's that's oh, yeah, another really. reason why it's it's taking this long to have the Warrior Falls thing. They have to get the entire get nation, all the uh, tribes together, and schedule yeah. it. Yeah. So okay, so this kind of answers a lot because my question was that if, uh, oh, you know what, Joe? I just thought yeah. of a good way for you to think about it. Yeah. We just watched this in real life. Queen Elizabeth died. Yeah. But King Charles's coronation just happened. Oh, She's did it happen? Is it king now? It just happened, or it's happening now. 
Either it, like it's like taking right this long. Okay, I think they're there to... this week. I think it's coming up. But for that, like that's all just bullshit. Like they don't do anything. They're just ceremonial, right? Like so. But the still, it takes that long for a ceremony post. Okay, that's a good yeah. way to think about it. It. Is, it takes a while to plan an event. Well, my biggest one of this size. problem was I was assuming that T'Chaka was the king and the Black Panther, so that he had the purple flower powers. So no. why did why did he so die when your the mind, whoever why is the Black Panther is also the king? Yeah, I thought they had they were one and the same. And then I was like, so how come he wasn't invincible when that building blew up? Like, Black Panther's not Black invincible. Panther powers? Yeah, but he's pretty pretty much. He's tough, but you blow up Black Panther, he's still going to die. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, he's got a high, like, sure, he's throwing out some higher tech things that would absorb kinetic energy and stuff, yeah, but he's not purple stuff, a, man. He's you wearing a suit. Powers. You get superpowers, but you don't get super invulnerability. Mm-hmm. That's why he's still got to wear the suit. For the, but then uh, also, the just like when when um, Kachala fights Umbaku, like he doesn't have the powers of the Panther in that moment. So like once you pass the mantle from the Panther, Panther, but T'Challa does, right? Because yeah, t- yeah, no, T'Challa they, doesn't have the power of the Black Panther when they fight. Like he even said that, like no claws. He fights Umbaku. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah, whole thing. They, they drain the power. No, yeah, so right. not when. Yeah, they drain the power when right. he so fought Abaku, when, But yeah, he had to but, eat the purple flower real quick because he was fighting. Like, when did he eat the purple flower the first time? Because he was fighting Captain. He's America been had the purple flower. Been Go had back had to the other movies. Right. He's been Black Panther. Yeah, because so like, but the, 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 the wasn't the king. Once the, once the mantle gets passed, you don't keep your powers. It's not like, oh, well, now you're the Black Panther. But you're still going to have. But there can only be one Black Panther, right? So you got to barf up your purple powers. (laughs) Presumably, somebody else barfed up their purple powers for him to get his purple powers, right? No, but T'Chaka might still. He's T'Challa was old Black Panther. He was. I mean, T'Chaka was Black Panther. But note that the power comes from a plant, so no one has to barf up. Yeah. Anything for the other one to take. Well, isn't that how they had to have him for the for the ceremony? To they withdrew it from him, yes. Yeah. But so he, he could have a fair fight with anyone who wanted to challenge. Right. But the source is the plant. So, but at some point, T'Challa decided, I'm too old. Somebody else has to become Black Panther. Because T'Challa was a Black Panther at some point. T'Chaka was. I mean, T'Chaka, yeah. Yes. The, the old guy, right? So he was yeah. a Black Panther king. and king at some point. But at some point, he had to say, I'm going to remain king, but somebody else becomes Black Panther. Right, so that we we're assuming that happened at some point. Uh, I don't necessarily know that he's he relinquished his uh, heart shaped herb given powers to he relinquished the title. He doesn't necessarily have to give up his powers as well. So two people can have the purple heart shaped flower. And there's a whole garden the of time. them. Yeah, but aren't they just for the future king? They say that later when he burns it all. This is for future king. Well, because people they they plant them for them, but they're right there. So theoretically. But they don't yeah. say this is for future Black Panthers. They said this is for your future kings. And he's like, yeah. I'm the only mm-hmm. king. Burn it. So boom. So maybe, maybe he's not. King. It's like the it's like the, the the titles have been unified. Well, like, like uh, when Ultimate Mike, Warrior and Hulk Hogan fought. And yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the heavyweight championship and the intercontinental championship. One guy has both titles now. Or like when He Man Skeletor unified the two swords. I don't know. I just see, Less I like feel that. like we're getting a little loosey goosey on the the rules. 
<laughs> who, who is we? <laughs> the Wakanda. You gonna tell Marvel that? You gonna tell Marvel? Yeah, the uh, whoever whoever originally created Marvel. <laughs> Stanley's getting a little loosey goosey with this. Stanley was all about loosey goosey. Okay. Anyway, T'Challa defeats Mbaku, and Mbaku's power in Marvel Snap is that he jumps out of your deck uh, at a random to place. a random yeah, so which is kind of signifies his his role in this. Like he says, "I will not help you. I don't give a shit." And then he shows up, but he shows up to help. But yeah. T'Challa defeats Mbaku and persuades him that it'd be better to yield rather than to die in combat. And Mbaku finally taps out with a universal sign for tapping out, the same way Greg the Hammer Valentine tapped out. Of the Boston Crab, uh, when the Iron Sheik put him in the Boston Crab in 1987's uh, <laughs> Survivor Series, <laughs> I don't know, I made that up. <laughs> um, but you know, but I love how tapping out—that's the same tapping out as wrestling. It's just universal yep. tapping out sign. Yep, that's why I call it tapping out. You, your mom called it tapping out last night. You're a dumb asshole. You're a dick. <laughs> I just want to note that you two share a mom. Oh, we do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, Mbaku. No one. By... You're never supposed to take your mom jokes literally. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's still a little cringy when it's yeah, it is your weird when it's your own mom. mom. Okay, so we talked about. I, I usually do stuff like uh, like someone says something about uh, like the commercial comes on about Pepto Bismol having indigestion or something, and I'll say your mom had indigestion last night. To nobody in particular. Damn, it doesn't even mean anything. It doesn't mean anything at it's all. It's not a sexual thing. I just like, it's just a stupid thing to say. And I enjoy saying stupid shit. You enjoy your mama jokes. I got it. Yeah. Not all your mama jokes are sad. They're, sometimes true. they're just calling your mama dumb. Your mama's got a glass eye with a fish in it. <laughs> uh, your mama. Your mama. Your mama. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. It's a rap song. Anyway. River, uh, the so we t- I think TBJ talked about this a few episodes ago. These these elders, the the different old people that like Dorothy Steele Merchant, who was a started her acting career at age eighty eight. She's the Merchant Tribe elder, that older lady. Yeah, we did talk about uh, when we our first attempt at Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I thought a rabbit hole looking up some of these. On people. our second attempt, oh, yeah. Joe fell down a rabbit hole. Yeah, I did. I know we probably already talked about this. Yeah, it's not our, a bad our, rabbit hole to be uh, in. It's pretty cool how some of these people came into this movie. Well, the River Tribe elder stands out. He's the guy that's got the big plate in his lip. And he is an actual actor. I don't know why I thought some of these guys were just like extras or something, but he's an actor uh, from. And for you two who weren't here last, last time, I also uh, went down to Joe Rabbit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I went down a Joe rabbit hole and I connected him to Forrest Whitaker because he also was on Godfather of Harlem, which Forrest Whitaker is star of as Pompey Johnson. But continue on, Joe. And he plays, and he's French and he also plays a French person of French descent on Godfather of Harlem. Yeah, the, uh, this guy, Isaac de Bancole, from was born in the Ivory Coast. We talked about that last episode. So you can listen to the previous episode if you want, but he, he's he got a pilot's license. So And then he was a pilot and he met some French director that got him to start drama school. So it's kind of funny. 
we talked about that. So, but then Ch- anyway, T'Challa eats the heart-shaped flower, gets buried, sees his father in the ancestral plane, who tells him he's a good man. At the end, he leaves it as T'Chaka says, "You're a good man, so it'll be tough for you to be king." And this, my question is, does this suggest that T'Chaka wasn't a good man? Well, that's what we learn later in the learning. film by leaving that boy. He wasn't necessarily a good man, and the war dogs. Like you said, but then are killing people, so, right? So for someone who kind of sides with Killmonger, you know, the cliche is heavy is the head that wears the crown kind of thing. Okay. So when you're king or queen, you have to make tough decisions. It don't necessarily means you're not a good person. It right. just sometimes you have to make choices, quote unquote, for the greater good. Where some makes you like, oh. You know, unless you're like a despot or some shit, or, or you like, you really just want to like kill everybody because you are the king. Like you're, you're like fucking, you know, uh, what's the name? Uh, you're fighting for to see who's going to be on the Iron Throne or some shit like that. Not all kings are. Well, sometimes kings yeah. have to make tough choices, which right. some of you as bad choices. Well, and, and Killmonger does, like you said, when he becomes king. Mm-hmm. Like when he burns all the purple flower, that's when I felt like he makes his turn to being like, he's pissed and he's like, I'm just king forever. Now, fuck you guys. He's got that power. He's like drunk with power. And it's like, are you really just trying to help all the other people who are oppressed? Or are you? It's interesting that that's the moment it turned from you and not the moment he killed (laughs) his own girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Was that before? Yeah. No, that was that. Oh yeah, that was before. no. He kills his own girlfriend. Yeah, I guess that was mom. before. Yeah, way before he killed. Yeah, but he didn't. Uh... Oh yeah, he kills her. There's no excuse. It was yeah. his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Is it his girlfriend though, or did he just seduce her to get her to do what he wanted? In fact, that makes him a bad person too. So I guess... either way, yeah, I guess he's got some shades of evil. Also, yeah. he's got a lot of bumps all over his body, and each bump signifies a it's murder a he committed. So yeah, he's he's become <laughs> right. obsessed with killing. And they're yeah. not all job related. Yeah, I guess that's true. But they're all part of his drive. I well, guess. and that's I got a question later for TBJ on that because he gets into his military. Bill Margo will make a great set. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he which is why a lot he's of people dead. and children. But I agree. Uh, you know, I guess I agree with why he. I mean, I understand why he's where he is, and it's like we, ha- our people, have this these weapons. You know, anyway, so. Anyway, T'Challa eats. Yeah, he. Yeah, T'Challa asks Nakia to stay. He wants her to be queen, and she says, "Nah, I found my true calling, brah." Uh, she <laughs> says, "People need help. I can't turn a blind eye." She says, "Wakanda could start helping others, being you know, foreign aid, refugee assistance, etc." So she's kind of got the same kind of idea as Killmonger, just not violently you know going about it you know she's like we can help we don't have to stay isolated there's there's things we can do uh so she's like a war dog missionary type of person like she's going and helping people and saving people but not like pushing religion on them like missionaries do well hopefully not that we know of. No, she's not we see it we get a peek and lupita nyongo is uh plays her and she was born in mexico city while her father was a visiting professor there, and that's how she got her name Lupita. I see. Because her family's tradition was to name uh, 
the child after what's the, their circumstance or what's around them. And because she was in Mexico City, she got the name Lupita. So there you go. That's cool. And she's very uh, attractive. Um, I don't know if very. you guys know that. Very, very. He's like she is gorgeous. Super gorgeous. Model. Yeah, she is almost like not real. Like it's almost like <laughs> not real. Like you couldn't make somebody. So basically, she's like Beyonce she, or something. She, like she's like she's like the female version of in PBJ's eyes, Michael B. Jordan for you. Yeah, maybe. I mean, she's. Just I mean, she's her own fascinating human, so she, she is. She, she is, but I, I'm just trying to, you know, flip it for jo- trying to help Joe along. Oh, she's yeah, she's she's very stunning. She's uh, up there with Michael and the Hensworths. Yep. What yeah, about, she's in so, that so, elite. Okay, Joe. Joe. Yeah. Joe, you had to choose. You had to choose. <laughs> Lapita. Oh yeah. Or Scarlet. Uh. Scar Joe's cute, but she kind of looks like a buddy of mine from college. <laughs> she looks like Muppet. She looks like Muppet. Uh, my oh, friend Muppet shit. a little bit. But she's like a, she's like a beautiful she version. Kinda does Doesn't a she? What? That, what's that Ghost World movie she's in? Like she kind of looks like him, but she's still beautiful. Like I, well, she was like sixteen in that or something. Yeah, but I'm like, she looks like a friend of mine who is a dude that I know, but she's still attractive. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think that make me weird. Like, yeah, no, not, Joe, that's not, that's not what makes you weird. Muppet has a lot okay of feminine, for another man features. to find another man attractive. It's a lot of beautiful men out here. Are you it's hitting A-okay. on me? Okay. <laughs> I think our star is hitting on me right now. You guys are already a thing. He's not hitting on me. <laughs> been a thing. Okay. We're jumping to the rhino scene. The, we get the big rhino. Uh, Wakabi says refugees bring their problems. You know, he's trying to talk to Chala out of the the whole, you know, reaching out and stuff. He's like, no, you don't, don't want to bring refugees here. They bring their problems. T'Challa says Wakanda doesn't wage war. Then Nikoi calls her lover and shows up on the little phone thing. Says you'll never believe what we picked up on radar. Uh, it's her husband. Yeah, so they find. Yeah, her, oh, they're married. Mm-hmm. She, she called. She said, "My lover or she my love, lover or somewhere." My love. She says, "My love," but they're married. And Wakabi's played by Daniel Kaluuya, which is he's in a million things since then, right? I don't know if he was already in. What's that movie about? Get out. Get, get out. Is it Get Out? That's probably what you're thinking. Yeah, he's in Get Out, but he was in another movie by the same. The other horror one, Nope. He was in Nope. Nope. And, uh, just what, wasn't he in? Nope uh, 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 what was it? Hey, Judas uh, and the Black Messiah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. I can remember the title. And he's British. He's a he's an ardent supporter of Arsenal Football Club. Just so you guys know, and he began doing improv at age nine. Uh, but anyway, Wakabi created in 1969 at Avengers number 62 by Roy Thomas and John Mashima. Oh, yeah. What's that character like? Uh, in comics, Wakabi was kind of more like a really staunch traditionalist. He was very much of the old ways, and he was also like the head of security. Okay. He kind of is like that, too. He's border, border tribe. Yeah, border tribe, yeah. And he's and he's he's a traditionalist. Like he's, they I don't go necessarily know he's a, he's a rhino farmer, but uh, <laughs> but that's awesome. 
I like that exists. Yeah, those rhinos are badass. And I will mention my dog, my dog wants to attack the rhinos every time they're on the on the screen. Uh, <laughs> she thinks I don't know what she thinks they are, but she starts barking and jumping at the TV uh, when she sees the rhinos. So <laughs> that's kind of fun. Uh, fun uh, fact: yeah. uh, He will show up again in Marvel. Well kind of marvel kind of not depending on who's producing it he will be in the spider-verse oh wakabi is not the character the actor oh oh as a different character he plays more than one character in the mcu oh spider-verse is not technically the mcu no that's what you remember we had this discussion where spider-man not maybe Wait a minute. Are we talking about Into the Spider-Verse, the cartoon? It's going to be the next one that comes out. Uh, oh, oh that's not even out yet. I see. I see. Um, Akoy, Akoye is played by Denai Garira. Garira? Garira? She was born in Iowa, but her family moved back to Zimbabwe, where they were from when she was five. And her brother is a chiropractor. How about that? And she's actually a playwright of a Broadway play called Eclipsed, and she was nominated for a Tony Award. So Lupita was in that play. And oh yeah, I think she was in yeah. And uh, oh, I forgot to mention Chadwick Boseman wrote a play when he was in high school. Uh, So we got all these playwrights. All these people are really talented in all kinds of ways. Uh, Anyway, Wakabi urges T'Challa to bring back Claude, dead or alive. And then uh, before they leave to go to Korea, Shuri gets T'Challa all hooked up with remote access Kamoyo beads with a new badass suit and sneakers. And she says, why do you have your toes out in my lab? <laughs> what, are the, <laughs> what is this? And that little funny scene about his, his feet. Um, and then Shuri shows him the cool suit that absorbs energy and that fun Iron Man type scene where it's all the tech, you know, learning about mm-hmm. all the cool tech. And then the nanites absorb the kinetic energy and hold it for redistribution, which is cool. You learn how his suit works uh, and that, you know, it absorbs all the explosions and stuff. So you always know when he's taking a bunch of hits, he's about to go off, uh, which is kind of cool. Yeah. A bit in the movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Shuri created in 2005 by Reginald Hudland and John Romita Jr. She wasn't created until 2005? Correct. So she wasn't in the old Black Panther stuff, huh? Nope. She wasn't huh. even in the Priest stuff. It was like right after Christopher Priest left the title. Christopher Priest, who uh, in 1998 created uh, Nakia, Okoye, Zuri, uh, Everett K. Ross, The White Wolf, uh, a lot of these characters. So Everett K. Ross is just run. a Black Panther character like he's not uh actually he was introduced in uh kazar number 17 not long before he was in black panther but uh kazar is like a kazar's the jungle guy with zabu yeah and i only know that from because marvel snap marvel snap but (laughs) i was i was watching an old uh, spider-man episode from 1982 and kazar and zabu were in it there you go they're from I did. Get did, you, did you want to grab your phone and start playing Snap? I did. It made me wake up and play Snap because I was half asleep. <laughs> but yeah, like Kazars comes from this the Savage Land, which is a weird prehistoric jungle hidden in Antarctica. Oh, that I'm, I okay. would like them to introduce in the MCU just because I think it's interesting. 
but it's in present day even though it's prehistoric yeah there's dinosaurs okay but i think it's uh like an artificially created thing. i don't know a whole lot about the origin of the savage land but uh it's kind of this weird interesting little mc marvel comic location it's not an mcu location just yet well when i googled Letitia wright who plays uh shuri mm-hmm. you know how google brings up a list of like commonly asked questions about things when you google it like right away i saw it said why did Letitia lose her mcu role and i was what did they yeah there was some controversy on some of her opinions during covid yeah anti-vaccine yeah Mm -hmm. so they said she she almost quit marvel because she didn't want to get vaccinated i guess um yeah which i don't know did that's but there's that whole thing where like Nicki Minaj's cousin was uh who lives somewhere in Africa was saying some like she was saying anti-vax shit because of her claiming her cousin I don't know got gonorrhea or something for, I don't even I half remember what oh, Letty's was very much religion based um but she unlike a lot of people turned it around for that bag and apologized. Oh, yeah, because oh, she did was she? like a okay. born again. And then got really hurt. Filming Wakanda, Wakanda forever. Oh, she got physically hurt? Like stunt, doing stunts? I don't know if it was stunts or what it was doing. but I can't remember. To, she did get an injury. Yeah, they kind of like that. I don't want to say pushed it back, but they had to like halt production because she was hurt that bad. That's oh, Nicki Minaj uh thought her cousin got swollen testicles from a covid vaccine oh i remember the swollen testicle thing now that you say that yeah sorry i just had to remember what that was about <laughs> I'm, I'm not laughing about that i'm just testicles are funny yeah. so, uh. <laughs> testicles testicles <laughs> uh i will say uh leticia wright did you know, she was born in South America, but when she was five, moved to London, or she was eight when she moved to London and went to a Duke's Aldridge Academy, where they also make Duke's Mayo. Okay, that's not true. Uh, yeah. But there's a, a British Wait, rapper. Did, did Winston Duke 32. invent Duke's Mayo? Maybe. But she was inspired Actually. to become an actress by the movie Aquila and the Bee. Have you guys ever heard of that movie? Yeah. I do. Ooh, what a full circle that the mom and Akila and the bee is her mom in this movie. That's what, what? I was about to say. Yeah, I was going to say it's Angela Bassett's in that. So How cool. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, there you go. I had never heard of that movie, but now I want to watch it. Interestingly enough. You've Amanda, never heard of Akila and the bee? I probably heard of it somewhere, but... With, like, Kiki Palmer, Lawrence Fishburne, Excelsior. Angela Bassett. Well, it came out in 2006. Uses, uses the or, tools of the incompetent who used them to build monuments of nothing. You know, none of that where he makes her talk about I, she's not really scared. I had a one-year-old baby uh, that year, so I had no idea what was going on in the rest of the world. I'll give you that. I'll give you that excuse. Go watch like, it. It's good. From when my son was born to like the last, like maybe two years ago, I was just like <laughs> not in touch <laughs> with anything. No idea what's happening outside the world. I don't know why I had children. I got to keep them alive somehow. How do you do this? I mean, that's some fight. Go watch it. Okay. I'm going to rent it uh, or watch it wherever I can watch it. But it looks good. I mean, and then I'm thinking maybe I'll just see everything Angela Bassett's ever done. 
Why not just do an Angela Bassett? I feel like a smart move for you because she does a damn thing. She's a bad ass. Uh, She's a bad man, but Gemma. And her her character, Ramonda, was debuted in uh, Marvel Comics Presents number 14 in 1989, created by noted Black Panther creator or, or artist, writer, Don McGregor. He didn't create Black Panther, but he did a lot of world building of Wakanda throughout the 70s. Who did? Don McGregor. Oh, Don McGregor. I yep. think. And Ramonda is not actually T'Challa's mother in the comics. It's T'Challa's stepmother. Yes, she's, I knew that. She's, she's oh, really? Shuri's mother, but not oh, T'Challa's Oh, Shuri mother. and T'Challa aren't. They're half. They're half siblings. And sister, yeah. And also, weirdly, uh, right. T'Challa's birth mother, uh, Niami, uh, she died when she was he was very young and somehow she never had a speaking appearance in marvel comics until 2018 they didn't do anything to explore her character until 2018 really yeah and i don't know anything about it what year did this movie that we're talking about come out uh shit 2018 it was 2018 was it i was wondering if it was because of the movie and everything or something they did did they do a lot more Black Panther comics around. Oh, this time. yeah, yeah. I think they really everything. Yeah, Tony C. Coates uh, was writing stuff, and like they had yeah. some spinoffs like World of Wakanda, or uh, I think wasn't there like a Wakandans in Space series, Wakandans some kind of like the intergalactic empire of Wakanda or something like. People There's from a, Wakanda had a space envoy and had cosmic adventures and shit. If you look at Black Panther on Disney Plus, there's one of the extras. They have like this round table discussion with Don McGregor, uh Tana Hasey Coates, uh Ryan Coogler, uh there's like they have Christopher Priest there. I don't know if I don't know if he I don't think he, he was there, but they had some other who else wrote Black Panther comics? There was another uh, Reginald Hudlin, who was also the president of BET for a little while, I think. Maybe that's who that was. I I think that's who it was. He was like leading a conversation, maybe. Maybe that was him. I can't remember. I Stanley. only watched a little bit of it. I can't remember what I was even... I was looking for something in particular. And I was like watching the gag reels and stuff. It was really late. It was like two in the morning. I was like, why am I not in bed? Why am I watching? <laughs> and uh, so I was like half asleep. And I don't know who all was there, but it was kind of a cool little discussion just about the meaningfulness of Black Panther and mm-hmm. uh, when they wrote it. And then Don, you know, and Don, uh, what's his name? Don McGregor kind of said, yeah. I think in that conversation, he alludes to the fact that he felt like he was given this project just for it to die like sometimes like like uh yeah like when what's his name who wrote gi joe i'm forgetting that guy's name now my favorite guy larry, larry hama larry hama larry hama said the same thing friend like, of the show he said yeah <laughs> he was like they gave me all the crap because i'm just a nobody and they gave me this you know they they have this idea where we're gonna go just kill a dog just give it to whoever and so he took gi joe and like put his heart and soul into it and it became a thing and he's like a sex now don mcgregor said the same thing he was like they gave it to me just because they thought it was gonna die i was gonna no- go nowhere but i put my energy into making it a thing and um yeah, like a lot of his stories there was like a uh were like published piecemeal he didn't get like 
full comics. There's this thing called Panther's Quest that was like backup stories in some other comic series, but they just kind of it, it involved a lot of in-depth like building of the world of Wakanda and like like there's a like a downtown area of Wakanda or like this main like there's maps of Wakanda that he built. I think he he like constructed like just sort of naming geographical that. Like he like put all this effort into doing it. I think so. Was Don McGregor like a no name guy before this? I mean, I hadn't heard of him until I got really into Priest Black Panther and then started looking into you know earlier Black Panther yeah. comics and finding all this really detailed work from him. Yeah, maybe Priest wasn't that conversation there was there was an enemy he created named solomon prey with two Ys, who was like a a guy with weird bat wings growing out of his back that was also a drug dealer it was trying to introduce the drug trade into wakanda and black panther had to stop him wow and it was like like the artwork was really lushly painted that's not tom mcgregor i need to look up who that was but it was very interestingly and and T'Challa had like a his his love interest for a long time was like a American jazz singer named Monica Lynn. So I don't know if they'll ever introduce her. But I was like throughout the seventies and eighties, that was his main squeeze. Squeeze, you said squeeze. Um, so I am thinking that this Black Panther, like I know I couldn't remember if I had seen it before and whatever. So I. I really don't think I did see. I think I was waiting for us to get to it in, in nerd school. I'll have to go back and listen to our first few <laughs> episodes of nerd school to remember. But because I started watching, so the next one after this is Avengers Infinity War. So I just started like peeking into that to see. I definitely haven't seen any of that. So I'm we're officially at movies I haven't seen anything on. But it's exciting watching these movies for the first time. Um. And then hearing all this background really makes me want to read these. But I know I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's just I'm lazy. Uh I'm lazier than I am wanting to read everything. I don't have time, man. You're not lazy. You have, you to, just... you have to squeeze it in when you can. Busy, yeah. Like, see, the thing is, some like some people, everyone reads at a different level, right? Right. So it's like, you know, I, I don't want to say I joke. But I sit there and say, like, how I'm trying to read X amount of books this year. Uh, TBJ reads Goo Gobs of Books. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Brent P. Fundak seemed like he reads 15 books a day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you read the way that you can absorb the material. You're like, you don't want to sit there and read the shit. And then, like, you've read it, but you can't remember what you read just for the sake of reading. So like if you read, like I said, you want to find a book that you want to, like you're interested in some character, you start reading their book, no one says you have to read everything at once. You can read a book every two months. Well, and I'm also a cheapskate. So it's like, if I I have to pay for it, like I'm on Comixology (laughs) right now, just Uh looking like, I don't even know if I have Comixology Unlimited or what the difference is. And then I look up Black Panther and it's overwhelming. Like there's 281 results. Where do I even begin? I have, like, and, like, so I, I just I started start? like the, the books that I got when this movie first came out, I literally just started reading some of them and I'm starting with Black Panther from like the very beginning. 
you know, yeah. with his cape, and then you have like so from the nineteen seventy whatever. Yeah, you have like nineteen being shot at like yes. I am such and such, and I do this for such and such, and this is my such and such, and, th- and then all of a sudden, here comes the battle after five pages of talking about the build up to the battle. Like we have to get out of here, and then like a well, whole I, lot of you know. It's, I but keep it's, finding it's that these reading. these comics written in the sixties are so wordy, old, and dated, and it's like so hard to slug through. You got to yeah. find that charming. You gotta find like old timey talk and uh, like uh, silly nicknames and like you yeah it you need a little bit of uh, maybe not nostalgia but just the ability to find old timey comics charming in their own way if you're I gonna like start it, from I like the it beginning. when they do the anthologies so you can just the omnibus yeah so you can just read them all in one place like I don't need it to be a collector's thing i just want to read i want to read the story like how it originated especially now that we're watching the movie i don't know i don't know you guys got me wanting to read comic books so that's that's uh t'challa originated fantastic four number 52 1966 stanley jack so that's what 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 do i do do i do i go all the way back to the the black panther comics or first appearance because you're a joe because you're Joe, <laughs> it's like what Bob. I think what was was holding you back is you just can't like how Andy told you what book you just can't go to that book. You have to read Fantastic <laughs> Four number one That's to it. get to That's that exactly point. It. So you said he shows up in Fantastic Four number what? Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Right, so, so now I want to go Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four number one, and then I gotta got to research. Get to when did Fantastic Four originate? Oh, the 1930s. So now 1961. <laughs> and Fantastic the first, Four, 1961. And I guarantee the first issue of Fantastic Four has some other character in it that originated in the 40s that I got to go back to. And it's just never ending. But you don't have to go. You, you don't have to go back. You don't you have can, to. You, you can, keep saying I got to. start reading it. And then like, you know what? Like, this is like the way I, the way I consume comics now. It's like I'll sit there, I'll find off. The toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll start off with a start. And then I'm like, oh, I need yeah. to go back because I want to sit there and kind of see how we got to this point. Yeah. But I'm not gonna say, like, oh, I'm I'm reading House of X. Ah, I might have to go all oh, I now like I'm gonna sit down and find some way where I can kind of like get a summary of what the fuck happened. Yeah. And then when I'm reading it, it'll say see, like comics always say. Yeah, yeah. See Amazing Spider-Man number six sixty-four. Yeah. So I go back, go back and I'll and read that, that issue. Yeah. 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 I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go all the way back to to number but, one. But when you go back and read that issue that it that it that it references, mm-hmm. are you purchasing it or do you own it already? Or are you just looking on comicsology or what, what I may doing? I may see if it's on comicsology if the if it's something I really like, like I'm I'm buying Gambit now, but like I'm also like on comicsology. I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I'm reading the new Amazing Spider-Man run. Comicsology only has it up to issue five. Like I'm, so I'm sitting there like, I don't want to say I'm being cheap, but then it's almost like, well, I've, I've bought Gambit number two. I've bought this book. I've bought that book. I've bought that book. I'm not just going to sit there and just keep buying them. Are you buying physical copies or are you buying no, digital? Digital. digital. Okay. digital. Anybody, are any of you guys buying physical copies of anything right now, comic-wise? I haven't been buying in a long time. 
The last physical comic I bought was Dr. Afram issue number one that I got from this uh, Charlotte Minicon. I bought that and I forgot the other book. But You said Dr. Last, what? Dr. Afram. It's a Star Trek. Not Star Trek. Star Wars character. And here's the thing, Joe. You were about uh, to say people so mad, Art. Say it again. You were about to say. I was about to what? She's we're freezing. She's freezing up. She's. I was about to piss off a Star Trek fan. She's a carbonite sickness. She might be. But uh, here's the thing with Black Panther. If you want to go back, like he didn't have Black Panther Volume One, Number One. He never had his own actual self-titled series. He was created in 1966. Didn't have his own uh, series until 1976. Oh, 10 years of his existence before they gave him his own comic? Well, I mean, there was this, there was a comic called Jungle Action that uh, Jack Kirby kind of created that starred him, but he didn't have his name on his own comic until 1976. So, like, he had, like, sporadic appearances and a couple of miniseries and, and short-lived. Uh, I think we did talk it's about it. Sometimes it's good to get comics just based on, you know, a certain character without having to buy like the whole run. Like like I've been trying to get this whole I've been trying to get, you know, a black black first appearance of black Goliath, you know, slab without having to spend a shit ton of money. Just that's, because go ahead. That I was just saying like that's kind of what I did when I first really like got into comics whole hog in like the late nineties. Like I collected comics oh, before that. Whole hog. But uh, I, I walked well, in. That means you just put your whole hog on the comic book while you're reading it, right? Yeah. No, I, I walked into a comic book in San Francisco when I lived there, you, uh, which is right next to Oakland. Into a comic walked book? into a comic book? Comic store, wow, comic shop. <laughs> I mean, it was half comic shop, half toy store, I think. And, I just pulled the Andy. Yeah. It, it was the first uh, time I'd ever heard of the character Deadpool, which was had just been created in 1991. By who? Uh, by uh, Fabian, Fabian de Seza and some oh. asswipe that can't draw feet. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was and I but this was uh, written by uh, Joe Kelly and artist Ed McGinnis. And it was the picture of this guy who looked sort of like Spider-Man sitting on the Hulk shoulders for some reason being silly. I was like, what the hell is this about? And I looked through it and he had said a couple of lines that were kind of funny. So it's like, all right, I'm going to find out about this Deadpool guy. I've never heard of him. And that's a Rob Liefeld thing. That's Rob Liefeld. So when you first got into comics, Rob Liefeld was your thing. Well, when I first started buying comics a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because like before that, I had collected like maybe one like Spider-Man 2099 and a couple of weird little Spider-Man things and Transformers comics when I was younger. Uh, but and I, I sort of learned by osmosis X-Men stuff when I was in junior high and like I had some friends getting stuff and I got comics here and there. But when I first started buying regularly and being like super huge nerd, it was Deadpool that kind of hooked me in. And I got really into that uh, series. And then shortly after that, Black Panther. That's they, crazy. they did the Marvel Knights relaunch. And I just that started... hooked you in, and that's like, yeah, so I got like, all right, I'm going to this is Deadpool number four. I'm going to buy Deadpool one two and three and four and figure out what this guy is and i like that so much i started looking for his previous appearances which were uh, so you liked that when did you start hating deadpool the way he's drawn like 
No, no, like uh, yeah. When when did Rob Liefeld hurt you, Andy? <laughs> when? Where did the bad man touch you, Andy? Is this therapy now? <laughs> you should like when I I the farther back I went, I had to find his first appearance in uh, New Mutants number ninety eight, coming out in ninety one, and it's I have so, that. It's so I'm, fucking ugly. I have it too, I because I had to read it. I've got it digitally, and I forget, I think I bought it just for the first appearance thing. Just, just, just go look at some of his drawings. What is this? What is this appearance? New Mutants ninety eight. Ninety eight. It's a it's it's what they call in the comic book world a key issue. Oh, it's the first Deadpool, and if you yeah, look at New, it, New Mutants ends at like number one hundred, so it's almost the end of New Mutants before it becomes X Force. And so, just, what's wrong with him? You said his feet. He can't draw feet. It looks like a normal comic to me. That's a um, thing with look at the uh, live film. Look at the face. I don't know. It just looks like a comic. And then look at like uh, some some other uh, brigade. Look up Rob Liefeld Brigade or Rob Liefeld. uh, What's another one of its characters, Andy? Rob Liefeld really wanted to be Jim Lee and tried to draw just like Jim Lee, except it's a shittier version of Jim Lee. (laughs) And it just it never got better. Who's Jim Lee? Jim Lee was like one of the biggest artists of the 90s. He had like a really sort of. You hated uh, him, too? No, Jim Lee's fine. Jim Lee's uh, pretty good and clean and can draw really well. Okay, I found a Captain America that looked weird. Yeah. Oh, that's the Captain America, the, the boob shot. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. ridiculous. He's just, he's not very good at proportions. He's not good at his facial Did expressions see, are all shit. Have you found the shirtless Captain America, Jeff? No. That's a shirtless yeah. version of that. <laughs> I'm just going through. Yeah. Rob anyway, Black Lightning. Panther. Anyway. Anyway, Black Panther. So I think we're far enough in the movie and we're far enough in this recording where we should probably pause. We're about to get to Korea, which is an action-packed thing. We've been recording for uh, over an, well over an hour and a half. Right, but we can also yeah, I, shit. I was going to say let's push through and get through it so we can get to Infinity War, but also I have to finish taking a CPR class online course that's gonna take two hours i gotta i gotta take this whole sexual harassment thing still i haven't done that yet good job oh i haven't either stop harassing everybody No. (laughs) i don't know what happened there we i think we might have lost tbj too yeah i'm here she's there it's just every time i really start to talk it freezes oh yeah so we need a better connection from tbj when she's back from jamaica uh, we'll have a better connection. <laughs> you make it sound like I'm always away. Italy, Jamaica, Aruba, Aruba. When are you Bahama, going to the Copacabana? The Copa, Copa, Nashville's Cabana. next. Nashville. Are going, when are you going to Nashville? Cobra, Cobra Memorial Commander. Day when are you going? Memorial weekend. Okay. I'm taking my daughter Memorial Day weekend to see. Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift in New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. What? I only got what? tickets thanks to uh, an intern that works with us. I had extra ones and or an extra opportunity to get them. And so she talked me into it. And I was like, I don't know why I did it. Oh, is it at the, <laughs> where is it at the Meadowlands? Or yeah, the, it's at what the used to be Meadowlands. Or wherever the Giants play. It's called something else now. The Joe, I want you to take responsibility for your own actions going forward. People can't talk you into doing things 
that you subconsciously already <laughs> want to do. Like you still, I think you still think still hold on to the fact I that I forced you to buy Cobra Commander. You did. He's Cobra right up there. And I don't Cobra know Commander. He's the best bad terrorist guy. of the Skeletor. lander. Cobra. Uh, la, 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 la. <laughs> I do. I want my daughter to have the experience of seeing her favorite artist in concert. That's going to be incredible. And it's supposed to be like a once in a lifetime, whatever this concert is, is Whoa. like mm-hmm. unbelievable. It's impossible Day to get tickets. Plus, she gets to see New York City. And I get to take her to New York. You know, she's never been to New York City. And so I know it's going to just make her. I love life, New York. You know? So, yeah. I love That's that a- for her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it's a, and I just hope she realizes like, what a you know lucky thing it is that I'm spending too much money. You know, and then you got to figure out what can I do for the boy to make it up. You know, he doesn't like to go do stuff. So it's like, what, how do I, how do I be fair? You know, so. Buy him a clone trooper suit. <laughs> That's what he probably wants. Yeah. Or like a, you know, like a real, one of those real lightsabers. Or right. Mm-hmm. Why Definitely. He, he should build one out of Legos. Seems like you have the answers, Joe, for this. Yeah, well, I don't have Seems like you know. So I will eventually we'll figure out something for him. I offered to take him to a, like a Weezer concert or something because he likes Weezer, but he likes Weezer. Yeah, he likes Weezer. He's got the weirdest musical tastes. Like he loves he loves Tupac. <laughs> he likes as he should. Tupac. I think Weezer. I think everyone should have quote unquote weird musical tastes. Like yeah. I love everything. I don't yeah. care what it is. He I love classic rock. Thing. He likes uh, classic rock is the shit. But he doesn't love all hip hop. Like he won't like. I can't believe he likes Tupac. He, the the thing is, he likes it because somebody else turned him on to it. So he likes only the Tupac songs that that person turned him on to, not when I turned him on. You know, like if you like Tupac, then you like this and this and this and this and this. And this. Oh, but your dad, but I'm so dad. It's so different. I like You're not cute. Yeah. So. Uh, but I'm yeah, trying to listen to Taylor Swift for my daughter. But what about I it? like digital, some of it. Does he like Digital Underground? Because Tupac was there. I, I don't think he's. I don't even know if he hasn't even let me explain to him where Tupac originated. You know, <laughs> well, I did tell him he was a he was a backup dancer uh, with uh, Digital Underground and the Humpty. He knows the Humpty Dance. He likes that. I think. But good. Um, but I think he only knows it from his uncle singing it at every wedding we've <laughs> in our family. Somehow there's a tradition. Andy gets the microphone and does the humpy dance. At yeah, that <laughs> somehow started when I worked at, uh, I think it was like karaoke. But I when I back when I worked in, in San Francisco, I think there was like a holiday party at the company I worked for, and like I guess people didn't like the cover band that was up there so much, so they'd see me do humpy dance at karaoke because I can do the voice, y'all. <laughs> oh, I yeah. want to see this. It's a, gonna break we it need down. a nerd school karaoke night. Man, we've had, so that. somebody's got to get married, TBJ, because we've had several weddings where I do Baby Got Back and Andy does humpy dance. I don't know how we <laughs> ever get the microphones. It's not a karaoke thing. I think we should <laughs> all just get together and do Journey. Mm-hmm. Journey songs? Oh yeah! Don't stop believing. We do need to do a karaoke night. And there's I always I like. I think that would be fun. Isn't there a karaoke thing at the Heroes Con that we skipped or something? I don't know. You're probably only allowed to sing nerdy songs. <laughs> yeah. What like class of Transformers? More than the eye. Transformers. Well, I want us all to go to that Robots thing, that, that art thing, where you draw like 
you draw things and charity you buy them. yeah we can do it i can clear my schedule this year i got you since i accidentally washed all the things i bought good job idiot so, pocket you know what we need right we need joe and andy hell in a cell dog collar match to settle this <laughs> brotherly beef we are going to be at Heroes Con again this year. Yes, um, if you're a listener, we're, we're still developing what we're doing. Uh, last like year, yes, we did. come meet yes. us, get TBJ's autograph. I'm definitely doing autographs. We got to have a nerd school uh, luncheon to discuss what exactly we're going to do and how we're going to do it. The only yes. thing you know is that one it'll night, be fun. One night with Art Star will be auctioned off. One night alone, we've been auctioning that for a while. You can do whatever you want to him sexually. Yes, so you know, <laughs> I don't do feet. <laughs> uh, yeah, so factor that in discount we'll discount that yes so mark your calendars june two, crap i don't remember the dates 18th i mean 16th through the 18th 16th through the 18th that's so june charlotte north carolina it's yeah june. it's june it's coming up coming up wasn't it in may last year nope it's always uh, no. in june you stupid son of a bitch all right Yep, June 16th, 18th, Charlotte Convention Center. Oh, finally make you wrong and you're a piece of shit. Yep. All right, go to bed. <laughs> All right, I'm bye. a wrong piece of shit. See you Thanks later, everybody. Excelsior. Later, nerds. Excelsior. More Black Excelsior. Panther coming soon. Excelsior motherfucking Eeyore. Goodbye. Eeyore. What about Eeyore? Heart stars taking his pants Thank off. you for listening to the Nerd School Podcast. about the president no more but evidently they don't see we in the street still poor still more incarceration of my kids been by the prisons and people thinking this election to end it racism proud of a pessimism glad to see obama but don't expect me not to speak out when i still see problems mr officer now they potus look like me you gon' think again we're seeing brothers rolling down the street every martin luther king on his american dream still a rodney bnb and screaming fuck the police me i'm running through the pasture trying to get away from master but the dogs is on my ass i gotta move a little faster can't pass from caucasian but i got a couple papers from the plantation saying i graduated congratulations cool but to most school mean Tryna dodge STDs Living off government cheese Trust the government, please Not even if it was me Sitting in the Oval Office As Commander-in-Chief Tryna give us this free But there's a nigga in my ear Saying, you got it, Superman You oughta keep it here Get this distinctly clear I'm all about jetting Raps Kunta Kinte Without the half-stepping A new chapter Packed with new lessons After that, the final exam Any questions? QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.